Hey, welcome to another episode of Committed Critics, a pop culture podcast where we're not just committed to our opinions, but also each other. Aww. Aww. Cute. I'm, <laughs> I'm Ryan Davis. I am Zachary Wright. Kevin is out today, but we have a special guest. Special guest, who are you? It is I. My name is uh, Andy Phillips. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm I'm uh, happy to be here. Woo! Woo. Uh, so for uh, context, we went to school with Andy. He was our mm-hmm. boy. He was our lad. It was a great time. Andy, what have you been up to since you graduated a couple of years ago? So uh, let's see. Last time we uh, all got to hang out in person. Uh, yep. I was still in school uh, back at uh, SIU Represent. Woo! Um, back in Lucas. yeah, <laughs> back in 2019. Um, so I graduated back uh, in May of that year, and then. Let's see, I spent like three weeks at my parents' place just gathering my stuff, taking a little bit of time, and then I uh, went out to California for about a month-long tryout thing because I'm like, hey, I you know, I got a film degree. I want to see, you know, if this thing is worth it. So right, yeah. I uh, went out there and tried out production for a month and was able to book some gigs and crash on couches and have a fun time. And then uh, – Financially, I was like, well, I got to save up some money if I'm actually going to live out here a bit more long term. So right. I uh, let's see. I moved back to the Midwest up towards Chicago. Uh, I worked on several jobs, even worked with Kevin for a bit. Um, I was like the coordinator for the Carbonara effect. I worked Ooh. on like a Netflix movie, you know, couple, lots of indie projects, stuff like that. Nice. Um, and, you know, I've been very fortunate enough to have raised up money around that time which led me to move out to california but you know two or three months before the pandemic so uh my (laughs) my year in california was a bit of an interesting uh bit of an interesting time but um yeah funnily enough i was able to uh able to you know meet more people and book more work and then through a funny uh uh happenstance i was able to uh, I was able to meet uh, Jeff Keeley, the creator of the Game Awards, and uh, through you know I'll go into detail, yeah. but uh, ended up working with uh, with him on the Game Awards for this past year, and uh, am uh, potentially continuing to do so for later years to come. That's cool. That's so awesome, dude. I'm so jealous. That's really cool, man. So if you haven't been able to guess, our episode is about the Game Awards. Yeah. yeah. So so for the audience and at I, home. And for real quick, I do yeah. have to slip in. I am not representative of the Game Awards. I'm Correct. just speaking yes. from my own personal experiences and and, and perspective. So all, with that legal stuff out of the way. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the legal disclaimer so we don't get sued. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for the audience at home, just a quick elevator pitch, Andy. What is the Game Awards? So the Game Awards itself is basically it's been compared as the Oscars for video games. Yes. So it's basically just kind of the whole industry, uh, even outside of video games, media, movies, TV, basically anyone within media itself kind of recognizing the hard work that goes into this medium and uh, trying to pay it forward. Plus, you know, maybe a few uh, premieres of upcoming projects to come. Yes. Um, In the last couple years I started watching the game awards and I really enjoyed watching them. I got really into like watching like kind of funny and their coverage of the game awards. Um, so yeah, it was always cool seeing like all these games that I've played, like be represented on the, like in some uh, capacity, like, yeah, awards can be kind of like superficial to extent, but it's nice when the games you play, then like get represented and get the, um, recognition they deserve. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Andy, what was your role at the game awards? So, uh, it, it, it was an interesting uh, like position that I was in right. because 
whenever I first met Jeff, it was not in necessarily a professional like standpoint. Mm-hmm. So uh, for, for spoiler alert, I was the VP of co-streaming. Uh, I started out as the director and then because it went so well, I got a yeah. title bump because of it. Ooh, um, look at you, oh, man. Congrats. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whenever I first met Jeff, it was through mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, I, I believe I had like followed him on Instagram forever ago, just cause I was right. like, yeah, I know of him. And it was just kind of one of those things, but you know, I, I don't know like how much this has been like talked about in general, but when mm-hmm. it comes to like making these connections with people, it's a lot more casual than I personally was expecting. Right. Yeah. Literally he, you know, Jeff uh, ended up just kind of messaging. Uh, we messaged each other on Instagram mm-hmm. and uh, eventually we all got dinner together with our mutual friend. And then uh, I, he actually became a patron patron of my uh, side YouTube channel. Quick plug, always be plugging Andy Phillips <laughs> uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so he was a fan of my, uh, my work there. And right. I had been working on a project for about a month and it was going to be a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, it may or may not be a third installment of a video that I've done on my channel before, but <laughs> for one reason that I'll get into much later on, that ended up falling through. But I okay. already had my friend Ryan, who does videography, coming out to California to help film said project. So his ticket was already booked. And so I just happened to have this dinner with Jeff Keeley around this time. And I mentioned, yeah, I've got my friend, you know, my friend coming out. He's going to help me film. But now that this project fell through, I mean, it's pretty much just going to be, I guess, a vacation. Like, right, we're going to yeah. try and make the most. He, but he's bringing out all this gear and stuff anyway. And Jeff was kind of he's like, hey, you know, if if uh, I, I asked him, I was like, would you be interested in being interviewed for the channel and him being the you know supporter of all things media and everything? Yeah. He was completely down for it. And uh, he was even kind enough to uh, let us use a space that he had access to. So mm-hmm. uh, on my channel, you'll see uh, uh, about a half hour long interview I did with him. Mm-hmm. And that's like a space that he provided. We were able to set decorate it and make it into a real legitimate, you know, experience right yeah Mm -hmm. uh after after said interview he was uh again very gracious he's like hey i know you're freelance right now um i've been thinking uh you know especially with the pandemic and everything uh what are your thoughts on potentially being involved with the game awards this year like being you know uh, maybe me bring you on for a project uh, portion of it. I was like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm down in any way. Like, I figured it would be something maybe as small as like PAing for you know right, yeah, for their production. Right, yeah. Um, but come to find out, he's like, yeah. So we have this big initiative with co-streaming where people will watch the game awards and then they'll give their live commentary. And in p- years past, what? Well, and I'm speaking as Jeff in this instance. Right. In years past, we've sent out just kind of a mass email and that's been that. But he Jeff was saying how he really wanted sort of like a middleman to kind of be the face and represent the event as a whole and kind of kind of problem solve and troubleshoot any issues along the way. So and he's like, you're you know, he recognized my abilities to, uh, you know, be a people person in that way. So yeah. and you fit that role perfectly, uh, like based off uh, like, oh, thank you. you. Yeah, you're a great person who can network. You can manage like like well managed people. So, yeah, perfect fit. Yeah. Well, and and so it just kind of worked out that way where honestly, I had the best experience I could have asked for from right. it because not only the work itself was remote, so I got to work from home. Uh, the pay was exactly what I was looking for. And mm-hmm. the actual like, 
networking with all these different co-streamers and everything was a really cool experience because right, yeah. how I, w- I was kind of curious when starting out, I'm like, where do we like start with this? Cause this is like, he, Jeff, like literally said, he's, this is a position that kind of made for you in mind and everything. So right, yeah. again, very blessed to have it, but I was like, all right, like I'm kind of flying a little bit blind here. Where do I start? Mm-hmm. And there was basically an Excel sheet of people that signed up in years past to co-stream before. So that was my basic like starting point was going through the list, making sure all the information's clear. But then the second aspect was doing outreach. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, you know, say YouTube and Twitch, you know, creators. So if quick, I had some, sorry to interrupt Andy, you're good. Can you, ex- can you explain to the audience at home what co-streaming is just for yeah, yeah, like of the course. older generation. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so co-streaming in general is uh, basically say Xbox or say Sony is doing a live event, but right. they want people to react to it. They want they you know it's kind of free publicity in a way, but it, it does also benefit the creators because they're in the discussion and they're giving active involvement in what's going on uh, within the announcement. So it's basically a way for them to give their own commentary live as the actual event is happening. Right. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. Where, where did I leave off at? Um, uh, you were, the position was made for you. Yeah. Well, well, so there was a lot more outreach. So that was a really cool aspect is Jeff was, was very generous with the um, – with uh the position in terms of he's like hey you know like you get to make your own schedule obviously you know i you know trust you uh but i was doing i you know was able to kind of work my own hours in that way in terms of like it was very flexible but i was obviously doing i let's see i think in total we had thousands thousands of emails sent out right yeah Mm -hmm. um but it was an international thing so when it, when I say it's like, you know, there's thousands of people, not only is it just, you know, United States streamers, it is, it's, uh, individuals, it's people all over. Yeah. Like yeah. there, there's a big presence in Brazil. I found out like there, I had a lot of, oh, wow. I had a lot of, uh, uh, Google translating that I had to do, uh, right. within the emails. Um, and it was just such a eye opening experience in terms of like getting to see all these different communities. And I was kind of the point of contact for that. And it was just a really rewarding experience in that way. It was really cool because like I joined in on some of those like Zoom calls you would have with the gaming community. And I joined on one or two of them. And it was really cool seeing like how my how many like gamers like tuned in like across the world. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like I think there was someone from Ethiopia and Brazil and even Russia, like a bunch of different countries tuned in to like talk with Jeff Keighley and like get their voices heard for the game awards. And that was something really cool and astounding to see. Oh yeah. So what was it like working with Jeff? Jeff himself. I mean, he, he is a really chill guy. Like, you know, and and he, he's, I I don't think this is news to him, but he definitely kind of turned into a mentor level or, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, to, to me in a way, because not only was, you know, he, my boss, he was my boss in the aspect of, you know, the game awards, but he's continuously been supportive of, you know, my digital content in that way. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll text, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, continuously, uh, do the conversation, but let me tell you this, this guy, there's no one better to like be the creator of the game awards because he's passionate, but he's also honestly one of the most driven people I've met Mm -hmm. because he, he'll talk about, 
sort of aspirations or projects he has in mind for the future. And he doesn't have any sort of anxieties as to if it would be, if it would work out. It's just kind of like a, Hey, this would be cool. And this is something I want to try out. And he's very optimistic in that way. That's that's super awesome to have because like having that optimism, having that confidence to be like, I'm going to get it done is something that like, I don't know. It's a, it's a refreshing take. Like go and you go to like a nine to five job in some, in some Mm. instances. Mm. Oh, for sure. For sure. All righty. Well, I think on that note, we'll take a quick break and we will come back right after this. We'll come back after the break. Looking for a spot to advertise your business product or service? You can have a personalized ad right here on Committed Critics. Email us at committedcritics at gmail.com for more info. And we're back. So we're going to spend these next couple minutes finishing up the Game Awards talk, and then we'll dive into a little uh, best video game chat because, you know, Game Awards, best game. So, Andy, what was your fair part of the experience at the Game Awards? Yeah, so um, the Game Awards itself is – it was all kind of new. I mean, it's one thing to kind of watch an event, you know, from your screen, but to be – involved in that process i mean i you know in my opinion i was just a small chunk of the entire you know pie that was that was made but right for kind of kind of seeing the community react and be so gracious to be involved because like on my end i was able to uh provide these this media kit that our uh, media team made that provided like graphics and different assets for anyone who signed up and was you know wanting to be involved they were more than welcome to you know become an official co-streamer in that way and it was a it was a really cool experience because everyone not only was everyone so grateful but everyone was just so hyped right like so excited for all the new announcements to come and to you know see which game was get recognized and Mm -hmm. honestly it was just kind of the fans reactions that i got the most out of so yeah so with being like the vp of like co-streaming like were there any cool like streamers you got to interact with like any um like not noble people in the community but like certain people you want to shout out any um stretch the imagination um one one instance for sure that was just kind of like a cool like fanboy experience is um i had added um i don't know if you guys are aware with the youtuber uh cosmonaut variety hour his name's marcus but Mm -hmm. uh he does like video essays and he's not particularly a streamer but i knew he did do some twitch stuff but he wasn't on the initial excel sheet and it was just kind of like a blind like oh okay i'll toss his toss his info on there and then see what happens Mm -hmm. and i hadn't gotten a response but i wasn't like expecting anything because there's literally thousands of you know people that this message was sent out to um but i found out literally the night of the game awards whenever he posted a highlight reel that he had in fact seen the email and he had used the media assets and i'm like wow like kind of you know without my involvement he wouldn't have been able to make that a part of his setup and it was just it, it, it was just kind of a cool thing where it's like this goes beyond just the personal effect now. Like this is a widespread involvement in like, Hey, I'm an official co-streamer thing. And so it was just cool to kind of be the, uh, the middleman for all of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, it's cool to think like you played a part in something bigger. Like that's really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of the biggest things of the game awards is what's the best video game of the year. So I want to go around the table and ask everyone, what was the best game you guys played in 2020? Who are we starting with? Yeah. Ryan, why don't you start? Yeah, uh, Ryan, you start. Well, my games are very uh, weavy. 
to say the least. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys even have ever played any of these, but uh, my best games are probably Persona 5 Royal, which did release March of 2020, which helped me get through uh, said pandemic that happened that year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game to play during the pandemic. That's a long game, too. Yeah, it is a long It was a re-release of the uh, first Persona 5 game. They enhanced it, oh, really? added new features. So instead of being instead of spending like... 90 hours on and i spent like 120 oh wow yeah yeah it's a long game it's a very long game you can replay it it's very replayable and then the other one was fire emblem three houses uh which that was my first fire emblem game i've ever played and oh really yes because i i didn't know what fire emblem was i just knew they were characters in smash with swords Mm -hmm. so i was just Mm -hmm. like oh cool i'll play this game and then i realized it has three different uh endings to it so i was like oh this will be a very fun game to replay again during said pandemic yeah for sure so for for uh fire emblem that's on switch correct ryan yes the fire emblem was a nintendo game uh Mm -hmm. persona 5 royal is a playstation exclusive game what would you what was your rating on both of these games ryan out of five Uh, stars persona 5 royal uh i did do a rating on uh i cannot remember the name of the website ggapp.io Yes, that. Uh, I did do a rating. <laughs> He's got that on lock. I have some there too. That's uh, ggapp.io. Yes, I gave Persona 5 Royal a 5 out of 5 because it was better than the first Persona 5 game because it you know improved on stuff from that yeah. game. And then Fire Emblem Three Houses, I haven't done a review for it, but I would probably give it uh, 4 out of 5 only because like it does get stale at some parts with replaying but mm-hmm. I, it's a very solid strategy game if you enjoy strategy yeah I know like for, like for people who talk about video games like whoever plays Persona 5 loves Persona 5 and whoever mm-hmm. likes like whoever plays Royal afterwards just loves like falls in love with it again like oh yeah it, it, yeah. it very much is like it takes what was already good and makes it 10 times better Ryan, if people want to read your reviews on the ggapp.io, what's your name on there? My name on it is Fire You Red. That's fire, the letter <laughs> U, Red. Yes, it's a very stupid name, but I made it up when I was in fourth grade, so give me some slack. Sticking to your hey, guns. it's the OG. Gotta keep it. <laughs> Andy, what well, games you've been playing? Um, So, 2020, uh, you know, for how much time I spent inside, I'm surprised I didn't necessarily game more because i was fully expecting it Mm -hmm. but you know you know around honestly march around that time that's when i started uh you know the big hobby of making youtube videos and so i threw a lot of my like free time into that at the start um Mm -hmm. so when it came to gaming especially around the start of the pandemic it was mostly with the intent of uh of catching up with uh with my friends back here in the midwest and so I normally am not a fan of first person shooters, but we all just happen to have uh, the Modern Warfare remake. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) I mean, it it was something that we would continuously play. But, you know, eventually after a while, you get a little tired of that. So uh, we moved on to Sea of Thieves for a little bit. Uh, That was pretty fun. Ooh. Um, but I, I'd say like my favorite game that I personally played and had the greatest time with uh, was the not the Miles Morales Spider-Man, but the actually the uh, Activision Spider-Man game from a few years back, because I don't own a PS4, okay. but my roommate out, out in California did. So I was able to, you know, play on uh, play on his uh, console and uh, get to I mean, honestly, they nailed the physics of it. 
you know, you, you're talking about the one from 2018, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, that that's Insomniac. I was just confused. When you Insom- oh my Sorry. gosh, yeah. Andy, yeah. bad gamer moment. Um, I'm like <laughs> Activision. That was a while ago. That's like 2002. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's no, like, no, no, the no, original no. Spider-Man games. <laughs> uh, no, like uh, being able to just kind of, I, it, it's a well-designed game, and it feels complete. Oh, yeah. And mm, so yeah. it, it was it was a really uh, uh, fun solo experience. And when it came to the multiplayer stuff, honestly, I was a sucker for Fall Guys because um, it's just it, it's it. I mean, who isn't Fall Guys? Yeah, is <laughs> it, it's just a fun, you know, simple time. You can hop on, you can hop off. And same goes for like Rocket League. But that's been in my game library for so long. And I right. that's just kind of a standard like play thing. But. I, I wish I wish I could say like, oh, I finally finished Red Dead 2 or like, oh, I, yeah. I, I finally. But like it's one of those for a lot of those narrative driven games. Those are the ones that I usually just take my time. Maybe I play like a couple hours here and there, but those are real slow burns for me. Andy, I'm the same way. I, I have not finished Red Dead at all. I yeah. barely <laughs> moved from it. <laughs> uh, bad gamer moment. I have never played a Red Dead game in my life. Really? Yeah, I have not played. I mean, there's Red only Dead. two, isn't there? Yeah, there's I mean, like there's the... technically like Red Dead Revolver way back when, right, but yeah. no one particularly counts that. But speaking on that note, Zach, what were your favorite games? So I got a couple. So Andy, I did over the summer uh, play a lot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, especially Warzone. My friends and I mm-hmm. love to drop into Warzone. That was so much fun. I I've been ang- I've been like hunk- like aching to go back and play some more Warzone. Um, so there was that. Um, my favorite game of 2020 was probably Spider-Man Miles Morales. Heck yeah. Like, like it's it just adds on to what they built in Spider-Man. But like they also like there's some things they subtract from to make it feel like different from the first one. Like yeah, so yeah. one of the main examples is the amount of gadgets. Like in the first Spider-Man with Peter, he has like eight different gadgets you can choose from to use when you're fighting people. Miles has four. But he also has his Venom Punch. And so you really know, mm-hmm. like you can really um do uh, different combos. And it feels like it feels like it's Miles's story, and that's why I really enjoyed. And like, it's a little shorter, yeah, but it just was so cohesive and like streamlined. It was great. Um, I would give Miles Morales probably a four and a half out of five, just because like I I wanted more. Like honestly, nice. um, and honestly, the first I had just gone through. Me and Jordan just played through Portal for the first time, like the first Portal oh, game, a classic like, this last week. So. Yeah, it was it's super fun. And like we were just playing through it and like we were kind of confused on how like the like leveling, like the chapters and levels worked. So mm-hmm. we'd gotten like like, oh, we're on like, oh, this is the first chapter. There's 19 levels in this first chapter. Cool, whatever. Well, no, like the number 19 was how many chapters there are and each level was a chapter. So oh, at the time yeah, we're yeah. like, oh, like on the last one, I'm like, damn, this one's going on forever. What's going on? And we get to like the final boss and I'm like, oh, wait, this is the end of the game. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a short two hour thing. It was really nice. And like, I understand why people like love Portal back in the day. I'm really excited to play Portal 2. Like, it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Four, four out of five. Like, honestly, like, bravo. And like, I think that was made so long ago and it still holds up because like, oh, the yeah. one thing, the one thing I loved and I pointed out in my uh, review of it on ggapp.io, I think backslash the verdant arrow, <laughs> um, is it gives you just enough. It holds your hand just enough. And then when you have to make your own decisions and like improvise with what you've learned, it really like you feel rewarded. It's like Mr. Miyagi teaching Daniel, like uh, Daniel Russo to like wax on, wax off. The game teaches these fundamental things and you got to put your knowledge to the test to figure out how to get to the next puzzle. It was very cool. I really like that aspect of it. That's a great comparison, honestly. 
Yeah, I just got done watching Cobra Kai, and oh my gosh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> makes yeah, sense. Makes sense. It. So good. Uh, did did, uh, did Kevin have any uh, games of the year? He did. Yeah. So Kevin, he sarcastically put in all caps Cyberpunk. He said, "JK, um, his favorite <laughs> game. His favorite game he played in twenty that was not a twenty twenty game was Sunset Overdrive." And I know he and I talk about that a lot. He loves Sunset Overdrive. And I believe it was made by the same people who made Spider-Man, Insomniac Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he enjoyed that. And the best game he played that was a 2020 game was Hades. And yeah, I I played a little bit of Hades. I'm not, or Hades, sorry. I'm not a big roguelike person just because I hate sure, sure. constant repetition. I'm like, oh, come on, I gotta die. I gotta keep going. Like there's sometimes I get in the mood for it. But yeah, I can I understand the appeal of Hades. It's a really good game. Yeah, my uh, my old roommate had actually gotten it uh, around the time of the Game Awards, so I was watching right. him play through it. Um, and I think he had gotten it since it had been nominated. I got a bit more chatter, and although I haven't gotten to play, I did get to see a lot of gameplay from it. Right, and especially yeah. for a top-down game, I, I'm like not really drawn to those types of game, but it yeah. did look like a very kind of like fun and energetic game. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely it's it's on my uh, like watch slash playlist or whatever. It's very simple. And like, I enjoyed that. Like, that's the one thing I like about roguelites is it's very simple. Like, there's not a lot of like, like strategy involved, like there is to the extent, but like, like, it's just you can just get in there, go play a couple rounds and then get off. Like, it's really, really good time. Um, But the one, oh, the other game I want to point out was the game of the year at the Game Awards. Last of Us 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great game. Great story. Choices were made in the game. People don't agree with them. Who cares what they think? It was a good game. Great story. Whoa. So, <laughs> bold words, Zach. Yeah. You know what? If you didn't like The Last of Us 2, I understand it's your opinion. But it's because of the choices they made. That's that's the difference here. That's the yeah. difference. It, it, the problems with the game are all subjective, in my opinion. Exactly. Like, yes. they still delivered a complete game. Not to down on Cyberpunk, but <laughs> for, for a game that was released so unfinished, and to have game of the year go to like Last of Us Part Two, even though like narratively a lot of people disagreed about it, mm-hmm. I still got, I I I that was another game that I got to play through with my roommate. And let me tell you, like the graphics alone, even if, uh, playing on a PS4, really solid. Exactly. But also, yeah. j- just the pacing of it, also really well. Like there were a lot of times I'm not even playing the game and I'm still like really tensed up and on the edge of my seat. So. No, like there was a part where like, you're walking across a skyscraper. I'm like, God, I do not want to fall off because I do not want to see the animation. What happens right, if I fall right. off? <laughs> uh, fun fact for me, since yeah. Zach put the Red Dead one, I've played the first Last of Us four times and I've gotten to the same part four times. Oh, and no. I stop. He just and stops. I never Andy, he it just again. stops. And I don't know what I, to I, do. It bores me. I, I, I'm one of the few people who do not like Last of Us because it did not entertain me. Right. No, I'm like, not. I played Kingdom Hearts for you. You have to finish Last of Us One. Uh, I'm trying. He's got you I there. Tried four times, man. Four times. The amount of rage I had in the last part of Kingdom Hearts One. Oh my god. Oh no. That, that takes me back to when I was like ten years old and just raging over like over over all the final bosses. Andy, I scared Jordan with how mad I was at the last boss of. Kingdom Hearts oh one, gosh. like I was a ten year old raging at my TV. It was awful. Yeah, the worst, the worst one for me was whatever uh, you would have to go fight Sephiroth in both uh, mainline games. That was yeah. Uh, don't, don't even, don't even bring that up. That's pain right there. <laughs> but that is a story for another time. So, Andy, I wanted to thank you for being thank here you guys joining us today. Um, where can people find your awesome content? Because I forgot to say this earlier when you're talking about your videos. Your videos are awesome. Everyone oh, should go you. check thank out you. Andy's content yes. on YouTube. 
great videos. His interview with Jeff Keighley is immaculate. Oh my God. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Moi. Moi. Uh, yeah, you can you can find uh, find me on basically any social media at I am Andy Phillips. Try and keep it simple and consistent across all the things. I sometimes I post Heck TikToks, yeah. um, but you know your boy may or may not be posting <laughs> weekly on his YouTube again. So uh, he's got that new PC. He's got that new apartment. Ooh. It's a good time. Yeah. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for plenty of media talk over there. So awesome. nice. All right, Ryan, you want to take us out? Yes, this has been Committed Critics. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Committed Crits. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, also at Committed Crits. And you can also follow us on YouTube at Committed Critics. <laughs> it's, uh, all, it's all C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-D, I think. Did I spell that right? And then the yes. crits at the end, C-R-I-T-S? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't spell. Yes, <laughs> Look, we're not, we we didn't major in English. We majored in radio and television. That's it's a whole different thing. That's hundred percent true. Uh, thank you for joining us, Andy. And thank we you guys. Will see you guys next time. Bye bye. Toodles. <laughs>